I'm in Taft's Castle, Carlingford. Nobody has lived here for 400 years. Yet this week, seven people are living here as the De Verdon family in an attempt to recreate life as it was 800 years ago in 1210. And I'm speaking to Alex Chavan Wallace, who is one of the seven people who are living here. Boone, Alex, how are you? I'm doing very well. How are you? Well, I tell you, this is very atmospheric. We're sitting in a very dark castle in the afternoon, and we've got fire in a... I don't know if you'd call it a range. Brazier. We've got fire in a brazier, and it's very effective. It's throwing out a lot of heat and light because it's candlelit in here. So, Alex, tell me, how long have you been in the house... Well, today's Tuesday. We arrived on Sunday, so it's been two and a half days and two nights. And how are you finding it? Is it cold? Uh, it can get cold. That's what the fire inside is for, mm -hmm. trying to alleviate the, the damp and the cold. But uh, it's a good project all in all. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't feel particularly cold at the moment. But you are dressed slightly differently to me. Can you describe what you're wearing, please? Uh, I'm wearing a linen shirt that's made from one folded piece of cloth and a pair of trues that are very similar, mm -hmm. and a woolen um, cloak. Is it comfortable to wear? It's a bit itchy, mm -hmm. but the layer of grime from three days of not being able to have a shower is acting as a little bit of a lubricant. How do you feel about the lack of, uh, I suppose, 21st century sanitation facilities? Well, I do miss the luxury of a long hot shower in the morning. But we're keeping ourselves quite hygienic with hand washing, with uh, local herbs that are, would be antiseptic but uh, I'd kill for a shower right now. Okay. <laughs> How do you obtain and prepare your food? Well, we combination. We've gone hunting, uh, fishing, foraging. Uh, we've obtained food from gardens that looked like they were kept, but may have just been wild, and we're bartering with local tradespeople in the town. We're providing a few hours of services, doing manual labour in exchange for things that we couldn't otherwise get. Okay, but that's food that you would only obtain 800 years ago, like meat and vegetables. You, oh, yes. Yeah. You we wouldn't bargain for a packet of crisps, for example. Well, potatoes weren't over in Europe back when we go back to 1210. Uh, they were only brought off by, uh, by Walter Raleigh when he had gone to the Americas and come back. So we've, our basic food staple will be bread, and we're bartering with the local bakery. Every morning we go up and give them a hand, and we get two loaves of bread. That's very interesting. Um, tell me, you say what you do mi miss. What do you, is there anything in particular you don't miss about 21st century living? I, I love not having to have a mobile phone on me and not being able to be contacted by anybody. It's great to just be able to work on a task all day without interruption. Now, we are stopping to talk to local people and to talk to the family, but to not have all the modern distractions of life is fantastic. That's really interesting. And I believe you're dividing out the tasks. Is that correct? Or can you explain what you're doing to you know, forage and to provide for the house on a daily basis? Well, life in 1210 was a lot more direct than it is now. Every day was to survive. You didn't have days off and, and such. Um, so every morning we get up, we deal with the animals. We've got pigs, two donkeys, two geese, some chickens, a goat. They all need to be taken care of, fed, walked, milked. Um, we have to go get fresh water. Um, we have to organise people to go foraging, who's going to go fishing, um, who's going to do bartering, then cook the meal, keep the house clean, all that kind of stuff needs to be done every day. And it's kind of decided at the moment via an ad hoc committee. Every morning we sit down and kind of go, this is what needs to be done, who wants to do what, who doesn't want to do this. Uh, so it's worked so far so well. Well, Alex, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to me because I know you've got to go out and attend to some of your tasks. Is it foraging you're going to do now or what are you off to do this afternoon? 
Uh, I've bartered with the local family that we'd take all the ivy off their big estate walls using only knives like we'd have back then in exchange for some herbs and vegetables for dinner tonight. Well, well, it sounds like very hard work, but the best of luck, Alex. You're looking very well on it, by the way. You don't look particularly fatigued or um, tired or stressed out. Uh, we of Norman stock were quite hardy. It's how we beat the Irish so readily. <laughs> Alex, on that note, thank you very much. Well, now I have the pleasure of speaking to Bernie Levins. Uh, you may remember that Bernie was in with us last week and she was telling us just an she was an anticipating going into the castle here and she was looking forward to having fun. So I have to say, Bernie, you're looking very well and tell me, are you having fun? Oh, absolutely. I'm having great fun. But it, like everything, it has its ups and downs. We've been working very hard all day yesterday. And uh, last night, um, we have beds here made of um, kind of uh, pony skins and then just sheep skins with straw underneath. And uh, somebody said, I need to go and get firewood up in the wood. Uh, I need a blanket. And I took the blanket of my own bed to give it for the donkey. And I went to bed, you know, we were working so hard all day I totally forgot about the blanket and went to bed last night and I had no blanket so I was quite cold all night but I got up in the morning and I had a little nap when nobody was looking and I came round and I feel fine now again but it's just the donkey won't be getting my blanket tonight and what are the sleeping arrangements? You mentioned that you have, it's like a pony skin and a blanket that you, and you lie in a bed of straw, I believe. We lie in a bed of straw, indeed we do. And it's, uh, it can be lumpy in places, you know, and I'm afraid I'm not somebody who goes to bed and drops sound asleep. I kind of toss and turn a lot. I know I do. And uh, anything wakes me. And one of the lads here is quite a good snorer. <laughs> <laughs> So last night, tonight will be better because we're kind of um, having a little bit of a celebration tonight and uh, we're making a bit of cider and mead. So that will be lovely. And we're, I do hope they catch fish today because they're out fishing for mackerel and mackerel's very nice. And hopefully we will have a good dinner tonight. Last night we had rabbit. And what was the rabbit like? Well, the rabbit was amazing. We, we were outside and we had about six rabbits and the guys chopped them up and pulled the skin off them like as if they were pulling pyjamas off them. And I myself plucked two wood pigeon and the children were all around me watching me and they were all going, ooh. And next thing I opened them up and I pulled out the heart and the liver and I showed it to the children and they were kind of going, ooh. And I said, do you eat chicken? And they all said, yes. So I would once upon a time it had a heart and liver and feathers <laughs> so it was a good experience yes. I think for the children and Bernie is that the first time you've ever done anything like that absolutely I was a town girl born and bred <laughs> and a dog I knew nothing about this but I love one thing I found out I'm absolutely amazing at milking a goat <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Only one here can get a full jug of milk out of that goat. Fantastic. <laughs> so do you drink goat's milk? Oh, I do, and I love it. Mm -hmm. I n would never have ever drank goat's milk before. And it's absolutely lovely, especially after I... <laughs> oh, after you, yes, after your touch. Tell me, what else would people in a medieval time ha ha have drunk? 
Well, you see, as I was explaining to people out there, if they look up at the side of this castle, they'll see a piece sticking out, and this is where they used to put a board across it with a hole, mm. and people used this as their latrine, their lavatory, oh, right, and okay. all went down onto the street. So they had open sewers, mm-hmm. so people knew not to drink water. They only drank ale and wine, and this is we're sticking to that. So we have ale for our breakfast and wine for our dinner. And how do you get the wine and ale? Do you barter? No, no, you've got to remember, this was a very big trading town, and they would have bartered for it, but it was a huge big trading town where people were away in the Crusades, and there was loads of slaves brought back to here. This, there was loads of slaves brought back to Carlingford. Didn't know was that. A, yes, absolutely. Big slave, just lots of uh, bartering with slaves even and uh, this meant that they got very very rich and this is actually what the history of here is all about that Hugo de Lacy became very very rich and he wasn't paying his taxes to King John and King John decided he was going to teach this fellow give him a good hiding and teach him a lesson Mm. so he came over and first thing Hugo de Lacy did was flee to Northern Ireland and left the castle so King John realising the wealth that was around here he decided that he'd enforce the castle, make it bigger and stronger and all that. And uh, this is why we're celebrating 800 years of King John coming to Carlingford. And we also had the Knights Templar here. That's, and they were very wealthy as well. And they were over in the monastery end. And that's why we've got places around here called Temple Town, mm. after the Knights Templar. So there's a huge amount of history around Absolutely. the area. And we have to let everybody know about it and to get them to come to the northeast and not all to the west and the yes. south, to let them know that we have so much culture and heritage here in the northeast. Now, Bernie, would you say this was the equivalent of the um, Big Brother House 1210? (laughs) Well, not exactly. It has advantages that it's not exactly like that because nobody's going to vote us out, thank heaven. (laughs) uh, uh, We're not as critical of one another. Do you know, I feel sometimes it's one rather to put people up against one yes. another where I think we all complement each other we've all come into it with skills kind of I don't know how they picked us all but we are really it's, it's such a good bunch because we've two people that know so much about it we've a girl that's a herbalist you have me that's always going around saying make sure you wash your hands make sure you scold well you're, you're a nurse by profession yeah, aren't yeah, you yeah. Yes. so I'm trying I tried to I didn't think I was taking on the role but I'm actually watching out for health and safety and picking things up even for the people walking around that nobody trips and that they wash their hands after the fellows especially after mm-hmm. they got things and yes. that the guts are thrown into the fire and that we keep the place as clean and as sanitized as possible and we sanitize with salt well bernie you sound like you're having a fantastic time oh, as you had set out to do is there anything you miss from the 21st century oh my heaven i so miss my pot of tea <laughs> i still yes. am lamenting about my pot of tea and the other thing i think i'm not drinking enough because we weren't supposed to drink water yes. i'm not drinking enough water and i'm really going to have to think about that how i'm going to do that and make sure everybody does that too because we're so busy with all the tasks and tell me about the sanitation oh, medieval yeah. style medieval. how's that working out for you well um it's, it's working out, uh, we had to compromise because we are people of the 21st century and we have to be real. As I said, I look after health around here. So we have to, uh, men na- naturally can look after themselves and bushes and stuff like that. But we ladies, we have to actually sometimes find uh, maybe a public toilet.
toilet if necessary. But we, we've been, you know, we're as authentic as we possibly can be. But we've got to look out for our hygiene and look after ourselves. We are only in here to promote Carlingford and we are enjoying every minute and I hope we're doing okay. But we really I really have to look after people that we wash our hands and look after ourselves. Absolutely. So um do you think you're gonna last the week? Oh I do hope so. Though last night without a blanket I was despairing at four in the morning. But it lashed last night it so really I can understand did. that. It really was, and you certainly couldn't go outside because there was four inches of water. You've got to remember Taft's Castle was at the edge of the water, so that when rained last night, we, this is why it's so mucky out here at the moment. Now, Bernie, you have a lovely story you recounted to me about a bartering experience you had this afternoon. Can you let us tell us all about it, please? Yes, I was quite surprised. Uh, a lady was walking around and I was telling her the history of um, Carlingford and the relationship with John's castle, King John's castle. And she enjoyed the tour so much that she came back to me and she said, I'd like to give you something. So she gave me strawberries cream and some shortbread and I said I can't accept it from you and I have to barter with you and I was trying to think what could I give her she said just give me a hug Oh, that's lovely. And what will you do with that food now? Will you divide it this, this evening? Oh, absolutely. This, this is a great surprise because they've arrived back from fishing and they've caught nothing. So we've no, no mackerel for dinner tonight. So it'll be a nice surprise to think that we'll have a dessert. Oh, <laughs> so no. we'll have strawberries, cream and shortbread. I like that better than mackerel. <laughs> Well, bon appetit, as they say. Listen, Bernie, thanks very much for that. And the best of luck in the house. Thank you. You're listening to Dundalk FM 100.